Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hello again, and welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry, and that's me. I'm so glad you guys are here with me tonight, today, wherever you are listening or watching around the world. You know, if you've listened before, that this show is about helping entrepreneurs learn how to earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. And if you've known me for a minute or you've known me forever, you know that my passion is to give back to as many charities as I can during my lifetime. And I love helping entrepreneurs learn how to make more money for themselves, for their families, for their goals and their future, but also so they can give back to their favorite causes and their favorite charities as well to live their own legacy. I have a very special guest to show you how to do that in an amazing way. I have Adam Shibley with me tonight. And Adam, you're going to love him because he's all about podcasting. So listen up and get your notebook because here we go. My special guest, Adam Shibley, is a full-time podcaster, which is many people's dream to become one. He has a podcasting business school and he's a podcasting business coach. He's the host of the top-ranked podcast titled Podcasting Business School and Podcast Launch Tips. Adam's goal is to teach his students how they can love their show as a hobby and build it like a business. I'm so excited to tap into his, his knowledge and his brain. Adam helps podcasters launch, grow, and my favorite, monetize their podcast so that they can have a lucrative side hustle, connect with ideal customers and clients, get sponsorships, and create an impactful brand via podcasting. So without any further ado, let me bring up the one and only Adam Shively. Welcome. Araya McGarry, thank you so much for having me. I am ready to get celebritized. I'm a fan of what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I'm Woo. excited to uh, to make this happen. I've been excited to be on your show here for a little bit. We've been talking about it. Now it's actually happening. And I'm fired up and ready, girl. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Adam, I'm in love with your voice. You have the voice for radio, for sure. But you have the face for TV as well. <laughs> this is perfect. Nice, nice little, you know, you came in strong at the end there. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You really do. So I'm glad, so glad this is a video and a podcast. Some people like to watch. Some people like to listen. So I give them both. And Adam, you and I have been talking for a couple of weeks now, maybe even a couple of months. I love what you do because podcasting has become such a a rage right now. And so many people want to utilize it for whether it's edutainment and um, um, entertainment or to lead people to their programs and products and services. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what podcasting business school is and who it's for and maybe who it's not for. Yeah. So 
podcasting business school is is a brand that was kind of birthed out of my love for podcasting. I, I didn't actually start in the business space. I'm a uh, now recovering gym owner, as I, I describe myself. I I owned a gym. I owned a fitness boot camp center for about ten years, and I did really well with it. And wow. I was doing so well that all my clients were like, "You got to franchise this. You need to go next level with your impact." And I was like, "I really don't want to." franchise and be in charge of a whole bunch of different people and things. But I came across the medium of podcasting. I was like, I think I could grow my impact with that. I think I could reach more people everywhere with this thing called podcasting. So I started doing that. And I got ago? Re- that was back in 2015. I, I launched right. the, the million pound mission podcast and we did really well with that. And I started to develop an online audience. I'd never done any online brand building at all. It was only brick and mortar, local people helping get healthy. That was all I was doing. So it's just kind of, it was, it was tough. Like that first year I talk about all the time, I probably wanted to quit uh, every week and, <laughs> and, and I didn't, but I got, I got things figured out. Eventually, after one year, two year, three years, I really started to hit my stride. And that's when other people in the space started going, hey, it's, you seem to be doing this correctly and enjoying it and monetizing it. Can you help me? I was like, hmm, I think there's something here. There's so a that there. that's that's where Podcasting Business School was kind of born out of me starting to mentor and consult with people in the health space that wanted to launch shows or monetize their show. I just fell in love with that. I fell in love with the space of podcasting just because it's so synergistic and it's so different. Being a gym owner, cutthroat, competitive, yeah. ego wow. driven, people are stealing each other's clients and really? like trying to put each other out of business and all this stuff. Oh, that's where, not right. <laughs> No. And in podcasting, it's like everybody levels everyone else up. There's, it's all about collaboration. There is no competition. Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, Araya doesn't want me to have be on her show because I might steal her listeners. Like, what does that even mean? Like, they, they listen to shows, you know? Exactly. It's really about everybody. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. and Adam, you said something that's really important for the listeners or viewers to really resonate with is you became successful at something. And then people are saying, hey, can you teach me how to do that? And that's how coaches are born. And that's how businesses are born. Because I always tell my clients, Take advice from people who are where you want to be in that area. Like there is no Yoda that has done everything and knows everything about everything. It's if you want to know about technology, you're talking to somebody who's great at technology. If you want to know somebody who knows how to monetize a podcast, you better be talking to somebody who's monetizing their podcast and so on and so forth. So that was a really great point you made. You went in for something, one thing, but you ended up being so successful that people said, wanted your knowledge on, well, how did you do that? And now look at you. Yeah. Yeah. And I sold the gym and uh, that kind of blew some people's minds because a lot of people, when you tell them that you are, or you are going to be a full-time podcaster, they, there's like two lanes that their brain operates in one. Oh, you must be famous or two. You must be homeless. Like there's like two, two <laughs> things there. There's no middle ground. So people, people had a hard time wrapping their, their mind around that. But like, I love this and I'm able to do it full time. And I've, I've, you know, the last year in uh, 2021, I was able to earn more income than I've ever earned in my life. But I also didn't work 145 days last year. Like I took 145 vacation days and that's like the power of leveraging content and time 
and knowledge, like being in the knowledge space and, and podcasting, that's what we are. We're like knowledge media companies. Right. We can leverage that and we can teach and coach one to many every time we flip open that mic and just, you know, preach and speak some knowledge and put it out there. It's powerful. So it took me a while to figure that out. And really, you know, who is podcasting business school for back to your original question, right? it's for the people that want to shorten their learning curve. It took me about three years to really figure everything out. I had zero social media followers. I had zero email list. I had zero downloads, zero subscribers, zero everything across the board. And three years later, I'm, you know, approaching full time. And then eventually I went full time at at year four and all of that, but I can teach people how to go from zero to where I'm at now much, much faster. And they won't want to quit every week. Like I did that first year. (laughs) Well, I love that. So let's get a little more nitty gritty. You're saying full time, that could mean a million different things to a million different people. Somebody's full time income is different than somebody else's full time income. So now, right now, what, what is full time? And like you went from zero to where are you now? What is a good base to know that where your downloads are and, and what is a download? Is that just how many people listen to it? Yeah. So, I mean, full-time for me is I, I completely replace my income from the gym. And that's something when people are, when people get into podcasting and you know, this as well as me, Araya, like you kind of, we were talking earlier, like if I could just do this all day, every day, like I'm in heaven. Yes. And that's my existence. Like that's mm-hmm. what I do. I love and, it. And I, but I only do it four days a week. I take Friday through Sunday off to, to do, do the family thing, but like they want to the get there. But I, I, I like to teach my clients and people listen to my show. Like we need to do this correctly. This sometimes people like I'm full time tomorrow. I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, no, probably not a good idea. We need to build up your income. There are certain types of income that are easier to earn as podcasters than others. And I like to teach people to build that up, that residual income. We want that. So if we can replace your current income or at least like 75% of that with residual recurring income that just keeps coming in, whether that's with sponsorships, memberships, coaching, whatever. Um, Then we start talking about making that jump to full-time. But really for me, full-time, you replace your income so that you're able to completely transition over. And and for me, that's four days a week. I, you know, I do, you know, I I can squeeze in a 40 hour work week in in four days if I have to, but I'm usually in the the 30 to 35 ish range but it's leveraged. It's highly right. efficient. It's highly leveraged. It's and, still work. It's work. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's community that. building. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. That's you what we do. Love. Of course. And so can people, um, could they, if they worked in, I always emphasize, you know, work is always entailed. Even if you love what you do, you're still working, but it doesn't feel like work when you're loving what you do and you're able to make the income and you're working for yourself. So could people and can people make a six and seven figure income if they worked it properly oh, and yeah. really just dug into the processes that you teach them? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm doing that. My clients are doing that. Like it's very, very doable. And you have to kind of look at your monetization portfolio. Like when people get into podcasting, they're either starting from zero like I did, or maybe they, maybe they're famous, you know, maybe they, they like Will Ferrell starts a podcast. Right. He's going to be bringing people to the table. Uh, or maybe you have a large social media following and then you're going to start a, a podcast. Maybe you can bring some of those people over. But so those are kind of the three different lanes that you can get to. And, Obviously, the bigger audience you start with, the easier it is to to ramp up and and monetize. But like 
I'm a big fan of, I think 99% of the podcasters out there, they operate in a lane that I call the people's champion, that hero's journey, that I'm in the trenches. I'm not famous. I don't have a giant audience, but you know what? You can relate to me and mm -hmm. we're going to go on this journey together. Yeah. And that's what I did with podcasting business school. Like I had no, you know, formal business training. I, I've, you know, I've run successful businesses. That was my, my schooling. And I got out and I started experimenting and I took everybody that listened to my show on the journey with me. So for most of those people that are listening and they're like, I want to get into podcasting, but they have that fear, that, that imposter syndrome where I'm not a famous comedian. I'm not going to get sponsors right away. Mm -hmm. I don't have a giant following. Okay, cool. Be relatable, be yourself. And like Araya touched on earlier, what is that life experience that you have that someone else is looking to get where you are? Teach that and then continue the journey by bringing people that are above you and have them teach your audience as well. And that's how podcasting works. And when you do a show like that and you do it right, like when I do podcasting business school, I'm not putting myself above everybody else as the teacher. I'm in the trenches. Uh, right. We're walking this path together. Me and my like podcast. Further ahead of them. And that's important because a teacher isn't like people used to say, oh, those who can't teach. And I've always hated that because <laughs> you are the teacher because you've been there. You're still there, but you're further ahead than your students. Yeah. So you can yeah. bring them along faster and help them not make the mistakes or have to figure it out on their own. And that's so important. So if you were going to give the, the listeners now, let's, let's say they've got an industry, they're really good, whether they're in a you know health and fitness industry or whether they're into holistic essential oils or whatever, you know, beautician, doesn't matter whatever their industry is, but they're good at what they do. Give them a couple of tips on why they should start a podcast and, and what you could do for them. Yeah. So when I talk about launching shows with clients I'm, I'm coaching or consulting with, the first conversation we have, have is the why behind the show. So I'm loving that you're starting here. You're, you're very wise uh, there, Araya. So the why behind the show is important. And you have to think of like, all right, am I doing this? There's, there's again, like three lanes. Am I doing this to grow an existing brand? Do I have this essential oils business or this law practice or this health business? business or this maybe you have books or something like that like do i want to expand this brand that already exists that's a great why behind a podcast another one is to create something totally new in a space that you have a ton of interest in that's what i did with podcasting business school like i didn't have a business i created a business through this new brand um but i'm very passionate about that and then the third lane that sometimes people feel almost embarrassed about but i encourage people to go for it is it's an artistic form of expression. It's like create, it's like painting. It's like, it's just creation. Hey. And that's okay too. You don't have to go into this with a money-making mindset if that's not yeah. what you need. Like you, this, this, your show can serve you as a form of expression and that's a hundred percent okay. So you have to figure out which of those three lanes that you want to operate in and it's okay to change lanes too. That's allowed. And you know, I've, I've asked the pod police and they said, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but So that's the first decision. I love that. Then yeah. once you make that decision, the show that you have to totally switch or flip the switch and go, who's the ideal listener that I can serve? Who is the person that I want to impact with this show? Because the real sweet spot, Araya, and you know this as well as me, you're, you're a pro. You got to find that nice intersection of their pain points, the people that you want to impact. What are they struggling with? Where's the intersection with what you are super passionate and knowledgeable about? That's your content. 
So whether that's you dropping solo episodes, you have an expert guest on to serve those pain points so you learn together, or you doing some online you know, coaching like I do with my podcast audits. When I bring my audience members on, I coach them up live and that serves their pain points and it's what I'm super interested in. So that's gonna keep you going. So you define your why behind the show and you operate in a space that totally makes sense with what, how you wanna serve your ideal listeners and what you are uh, you know, interested in slash an expert in. If you do that, you'll always be passionate about your show. You'll be serving the right audience. You'll grow, you'll get great feedback. You'll scoop up new listeners every place that you go. And that's important too. Like I want people to have some success early. It really, like that first year that I did my Million Pound Mission podcast, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I got a lot of crickets and I would release, like I pour my heart out. I flip on my ATR 2100 mic and just pour my heart into it. And I, I knew I had good stuff because I had, I had impacted my hometown with my, my bootcamp program. We uh, help, I helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds in five years. So like legit results, big time results. And I was like, no one is listening. <laughs> um, but then you know, I, I, it was like month 15, this woman from England probably saved my podcasting career. It was the first, uh, it was this, I'll tell you about the first email I ever got. That was early on. But the second email I ever got month 15 woman from England said, she, I've been listening for 15 months and I've lost 70 pounds. You don't know me. We'll probably never meet. Oh, this, wow. is, this has changed my life. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I, oh, wow. I get it. I get it. I'm in. And that kept me going. So okay. I want to teach my audience how to get that audience feedback earlier, like episode seven, not month seven. Right. Because they may not make it to month seven. Most people right. don't. They get the episode seven to 10 and they quit. That's where 90% of podcasts kind of lay in the in the podcast graveyard. So right. that's, um, that's something I'm trying to prevent. Well, I'm glad you are. And you also mentioned that, which is really important for them to, to hear as well, is everybody tends to like when I get them as my clients, I'm always telling them, consider being a podcaster and then I send them to you to, to learn how to do it. And I always tell them it's not always about being an interviewer. You know, I love interviewing because that's what my skill set. But you you mentioned that they could be a coach. They could be an entertainer. They could be somebody who speaks for 15 minutes on topics of interest. And there's nobody else on the camera with them or on the microphone with them. And they don't have to do video style. It could just be audio. So there's a lot of different variables. And so do you touch on that to help them find their sweet spot? Because I know a lot of them get afraid. Oh, I don't know how to interview. There's people that shouldn't be doing interviews yet. Right. They want to go to school and learn the art form of that, but they may not need to do that to lead them to their product, their service. It could be the spotlight on them as the Yoda of their industry. Yeah. And you're drawing them to them, not putting the spotlight on others like I do and other podcasters do. Yeah. So I, I, this is one of my favorite topics to touch on because you're exactly right. A lot of people get intimidated with the interview factor. Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm good at what I do, but I'm not good at interviewing other people. Like, all right, cool. Well, what do you want to accomplish here? What, what, you know, from a sales perspective, what does that look like? And if, if they have programs, products and services, I'm like, you may never have to do an interview. Right. And so really there's four types of podcast episodes that I like to utilize with my own brand and with my clients. So the interview is definitely one, like that's an option. You can bring on experts, mm -hmm. but testimonials. they can bring on right. testimonials. So Here's the issue. If you're try, if you, especially if you're a coach or a, a consultant, you want expert positioning to be able to sell your coaching and consulting, right? 
And if you only do interviews, you'll be viewed as the person that interviews experts. You will not be viewed as the expert. And that's a problem when it comes to making sales. Mm -hmm. So uh, the other three types of shows that I, I love to utilize, that's going to help you crush it with your coaching business. That's going to help you crush it with your online course sales, your book sales. So one is a solo episode. I mean, this could be 10 minutes or less. My show podcast launch tips is primarily solo episodes, like seven to eight minutes, one simple podcast launch tip delivered. All right. Um, I do a lot of solo episodes for podcasting business school. Like it's the ultimate in expert positioning is just me on there talking. It's like a, a TED talk. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're familiar with that. It's like, all right, if you're going to do a 17 minute TED talk, you can do a 17 minute podcast episode and, and just nail one topic. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one option. Another option is a coaching style episode. I love these. And these are my most popular episodes. I invite my listener to come on the show for one-on-one -on -one time. Ooh, I love that. Uh, now, and, and just tips from, from my coaches out there, do not call this a free coaching session. Do not call it a free blah, blah, blah. You got to name it. I call them the podcast audit session. So people listen to my show and I release these as, as episodes and I, I sponsor that episode with the link on, hey, would you like to do a podcast audit? Here, go grab the link, go sign up. It's free. Price of admission, you're on my email list. Congratulations. And <laughs> so, you know, you. but with that, audit comes a process and I go, all right, we're going to audit your podcast for opportunity for monetization, download growth and audits engagement. So it's very specific. It's not just come on and ask me anything. Like we're going to operate in these three lanes. I'm going to audit your show. It's a very specific topic and process. That's important. Okay. And, but those three things serve the, the three biggest pain points in my opinion of podcasters. So I pull them on and it's a hundred percent expert positioning. It's just me going for 30 minutes. We look at their show. I break it down. I give my best advice just as if they were paying me. And I release these every Friday. These got so popular. I used to just mix them in. Yeah. They got so popular. I had to create a second episode every week, every Friday. It's always podcast audit. I'm booked out for eight months on these things. Like I can oh, do awesome. as many of these as I want. Now, the cool thing is I've been doing these for about a year and a half. 80% of these people convert and, and spend money with me in some way, shape or form. Uh, which, and there's almost zero sales conversation because they've heard me do maybe a hundred of these things on the show. Right. So if somebody has listened to you coach someone else, even a dozen times, and then they pop on for a session, I mean, talk about like being warmed up. Like right. that's, I love it. Most of them are coming on going, Hey, make sure we save some time at the end to talk about how, how I can work with you. Like they're telling me that before we even start. Right. Where a lot of these people are begging people to do discovery sessions and just trying to hard sell them. I'm like, I do none of that. Mm -hmm. So the coaching style episode is huge. If you're in the coaching industry, uh, you can just listen to my podcast audits. You can sign up for one if you're a podcaster. And uh, that's, it's great content. It's and the name of your podcast positions. is Podcasting Business School, podcasting right? Podcasting Business School. Yep. yep. They, can, they can check that out. And then the fourth style of an episode is what I call a community style. So it's like, a pod, it's like a, a coaching style, but it's with more people. So I do, I throw these pod pal zoom parties. I invite 15 to 25 podcasters to listen to my show on all at once. We pick one topic, have a little round table discussion and it's fun. And again, that you gotta come, you got it. I mean, that's, that's a given. Uh, you got 
you know, that'd be fun. I love your ideas. I think that makes you very special as well. When people come come on with you and they join up with your podcasting business school, you're full of ideas and they're creative, new ideas and individualized. So it's not like here's the protocol and here's the book, follow the book. It's like you really listen to people and you get ideas because you've given me ideas on our some of our clubhouse rooms. Like Rhea, what about this and what about that? It's like oh, and it's not something that was in a book somewhere. It's after yeah. you listen to me and you know me, you come up with great ideas and it's so valuable and i'm so glad you do like a hot seat which is a great way for the listeners now to, to do on their own put their you know potential customers on a hot seat show them your stuff and it's what i say let people experience you then they will buy into you yep. but there's so much social media going on where they're just reading posts and you know seeing this or cute videos or funny videos but they need to experience what you do and lots of different ways to do that but i love this podcasting hot seat idea to as another way to allow your potential customers to experience you in action that's yep. brilliant yeah well you know you just really talked me up there but what it comes down to is i have outside of the box, dare I say, weird ideas, because I didn't have any formal training. So I had to figure all this out. I didn't have, you know, John Lee Dumas mentoring me, like nothing wrong with John Lee Dumas, but we've all heard all of his tips, you know, and I'm thinking about this outside of the box, weird stuff that he didn't teach me and he doesn't do because he didn't have to. It was a different time that he came up, he's blowing it up and his stuff, his brand is amazing. But what works for him, what worked for him when he launched probably won't work for the average podcaster now. That's the difference. We need um, weird outside of the box now. After the pandemic and everything kind of upside <laughs> down, people pivoting, and I think new is good. And on our attention span is so small now because of things like TikTok and Reels and yeah. stuff. You got to grab people's attention quick and fast and be different. And we'll never stop pivoting. We'll never stop growing. And so I can see your podcasting business school being something you always have to tap into because you can't. It's not something that you know. It's not something you just take once and like, okay, I'm done. I'm arrived. This is what I'm going to do every single week and blah, blah, blah. You have to keep it fresh. You got to yep. keep new ideas coming. That's why I always have coaches as well. You're never going to outgrow having great coaches and mentors in your life, or you're going to lose traction on new people coming up the pipes. They're going to be doing things that are new and creative. We've got to stay relevant. Got to stay fresh. I concur. I concur, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so in the last few minutes, we've got about three minutes left, Adam. You've been amazing. Tell us now about your podcasting school. You've given some great tips, some great insights. So this is your time to shine. How do people get a hold of you, get in touch with you? What do you have to offer the, the listeners and viewers if they're saying, hey, I want more of this, or I want to get on your hot seat, or I want to be a part of your roundtable, or just have a conversation with you to see how they can get into your podcasting school? Yeah, uh, the main hub is the website podcastingbusiness.school. It's a dot school URL. Um, and dive in there. I keep it super simple, mainly because I built the website myself. Uh, there are there are two videos. Uh, under the first video, it's all the free stuff. Under the second video, it's stuff you can pay me for. So that's that's all you'll see on there. I've only got I've only got three offers. I've only got three offers. Uh so but I would love for people to just check out the show. And okay. If you need a, a benchmark to start, if, you, if you're a podcaster, if you're a little bit pod curious, start with episode 220 of Podcasting Business School, 220. I talk about the podcasting success timeline. Like I'm on, I released episode 250 yesterday. By the time you hear this, who knows where I'll be. But episode 220 is a great starting place because I'm going to map out the four phases of the po- what I call the podcasting success timeline. I'm going to show you where you are 
why you are where you are, and I'll give you a checklist of action steps to move to the next phase. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm so, writing this down. Yeah. Episode yeah. So start I'm there. <laughs> Episode yeah. 220. School so is never out for the growth. <laughs> We're always learning. I love it. Yep. Oh, yep. That's great, Adam. Adam, you've been a joy. So insightful, so educational. And I'm so glad you were on the podcast. We're not done with you. I'm going to have you back because you're such a perfect fit for the show because so many people these days want to and need to attract new potential clients. And podcasting is such a great way to do it. And as new things come along the pikes, I know you're going to be the first one in the innovation you know, sectors of ways to tweak this outside of the box because there is nothing just average about you or the way you think. And that's why I love you so much. So Rhea, you are a true pro. I'm honored. It's, I mean, it's really cool to be on your show. I'm a fan of what you do and how you do it. So uh, thanks for the invite and for everybody out there. Uh, keep supporting Araya wherever you're at. Make sure that you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews. That's the way you put the tip in the tip jar in podcast <laughs> land. Hit that like button, share it out, do whatever you got to do. If you do leave a rating review, make sure that you mention Adam as your favorite episode. That's That'll, that'll be that'll there you go. a little bit. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's great, Adam. Thank you so much. This has been Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry and my special guest, Adam Shibley with Podcasting Business School. Until next time, we'll see you there. Go out there and earn more so you can live more so you can give back more. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagari.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.